Hey guys, I'm Pete. And I'm Alex. And you're listening to the Kick Push Pivot Podcast. I'm a former Fortune 500 consultant dedicated to the idea of innovation and growth. And I used to manage marketing tours for the Rolling Stones, focused on creating one-of-a-kind customer experiences. On this podcast, we interview people faced with the decision to kickstart innovation, push through doubt, or pivot to something new. We hope you find something inspiring or encouraging as you listen. Okay, welcome everybody to another episode of Kick, Push, Pivot. We have an exciting guest today, Dr. Hopeman Body. We look forward to hearing his story on how he's transforming healthcare for the mind and body in the dental space. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Alex. How's it going, everybody? Good to see your smiling voices over the radio. And Dr. Hopeman Body, welcome to the show. Thank you, Peter. You know, one of the things I love about our conversation so far is just how unique you approach the healthcare space. Would you mind sharing a little bit of your background and how you came, you know, where you've come from over time? What were those key experiences that got you to where you are today? Sure. Um, so, Pete, I, um, now I grew up in the city of Menlo Park, and as I don't know, some people know, there is a lot of uh, entrepreneurism that comes out of that city. And then I got to see that firsthand growing up. And then as I grew up, I went to UC Davis where I was interested in business. I was interested in, in biology. I was interested in engineering. And so, uh, you know, with my sister's uh, <clears throat> advice, you know, she was a dentist. She's like, you know, dentistry is probably something you'd enjoy and you can use all the different parts. Uh, and I decided to go to dental school in 2002. I graduated from University of Pacific, where I started my career in dentistry. Very cool. And, you know, where you are today, you have a multi-practice dental group, which essentially covers much of the East Bay. And um, you also have a product line as well, which you've created. Would you mind going to a little more information about um, kind of what you're doing now and how that came about? Sure. Um, so what ended up happening is in 2002, I graduated with these very traditional mindset of, hey, I'm going to go you know, be an associate for a few years, buy my own practice and, you know, uh, become a, you know, a great dentist for the neighborhood and, you know, close to, to the sunset. Um, so I... I worked for four years as an associate in 2006. I bought my practice in Piedmont, California, and I was, you know, I was really trying to be my best. So I was, you know, trying to grow the practice, take a lot of continuing education, improve the way it looks, do the HR marketing. Um, and also at that time, I also wanted to have a person, you know, I wanted to go out and have fun with my friends, you know, travel, things like that. And it was exhausting, you know. Uh, I was all alone in some ways, you know, at work. Uh, I had, you know, if the light bulbs broke, I had to go screw the light bulb in. But then at the same time, I had to be the guy who does the surgeries and then the guy who fixes the computers. Uh, and it took a toll. It took a toll on my fulfillment. It took a toll on on my health. And in 2000. Right around 2010, 11, I thought to myself, this can't be the way that I'm going to 
you know, do um, extend my career for the next 30 years. This can't be the way it, it, it needs to be. There has to be a better way. And so in 2011, I kind of decided that, that there, there needs to be a change. Uh, another thing that I saw during my career before is a lot of antidepressants being prescribed to young, younger uh, teenagers. So, you know, as, as a dentist, you know, we look at health histories and I was shocked at how much medications were being given out to, you know, teenagers. Uh, and because I understand that if they are forming these habits now, you know, it's hard to get off of them mm. later. So when I, when I, in 2011, when I decided to, uh, do things a little differently, I decided that, Hey, the future of private practice can't be this way. It has to be more of a group practice, dentists working together, camaraderie, specializing, distributed responsibilities. And also, how cool would it be if we can improve people's health, you know, not just focused on their mouth, but also their body and influence them uh, to live a better lifestyle. So we created Total Health Dental Care in 2011. And yeah, we've been growing from there. Um, so, so, you know, it's funny because initially when I created this, you know, I had people, I had a consultant tell me, you know, Dr. H, you got some lofty ideas. <laughs> like, I don't know, if, you know, I don't know if you could have five locations or four locations. That's just too much. And then I was, you know, there was people who said I was a dreamer that, you know, this is not, not normal. Um, there's people who call me, you know, literally like you can't do this or what, why would you want to do this? Or, mm. you know, I had, I had these, but I was passionate about, um, uh, creating something better, building a better business that influenced the community in a better way. And, and also I, I visualized that this, this model is going to be, to be really unfulfilling um, for a number of reasons. So, so in 2011, we started uh, launching Total Health Dental Care. We picked up uh, roughly a location a year. Um, and um, what we decided to do in terms of the health aspect, we offered our patients complimentary wellness consultants. So if you're a patient of total health dental care at no charge at all, you could see our nutritionist, massage therapist, and acupuncturist. So obviously nutritionist is the most important. Uh, massage therapy is good for uh, stress and acupuncture is a good entryway for Eastern medicine. And with the idea being is, hey, most people are comfortable going to the dentist and finding a dentist, but they're not necessarily comfortable looking and finding an acupuncturist. So if we can introduce them to them, maybe it'll positively influence them. Um, we had success. Uh, I know Connie was our first nutritionist and she handed me a letter uh, in 2012 or 13, it was this patient who had type two diabetes hmm. and saw Connie and, uh, with Connie's guidance, uh, he was able to lose 25 pounds and, and had read a letter to Connie saying that, Hey, you know, now that I've lost 25 pounds, I have more energy for sure. my family, you know? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. That's so interesting. I, <clears throat> I love that because that's always a theme that Alex and I bump up against in our conversation with on other entrepreneurs. It's at some point people are like, 
this is a crazy idea. You can't do this, you know, something like that. So out of curiosity, um, you know, where was that coming from and how did you mentally take that in? And, and what was the, the point where you got to, where you be, became able to visualize the model? I mean, that, that is, I think a key part that I want to dig into a little bit because, you know, I personally love the idea of visualizing and mentally preparing for success in the future. Cause I think that's actually the first step. It's not doing the thing, it's visualizing the thing. And I love what you said there. Would you mind digging in a little bit to that moment in time and take us there and, and just explain to us, you know, what were people saying to you in more, in more, uh, more detail and how are you responding to that? Cause I think that's something the listeners could really benefit from. Sure. You know, obviously when you're doing something different, uh, different is always met with skepticism and, and, and the, and the people who are skeptical, you know, aren't necessarily people who are, you know, not looking out for your best interest. A lot of times they are people who, who are looking out for your best interest and think that, you know, they, they worry for you. So, so there was, you know, people who were close who said, Hey, you know, like, is this the right path for you? Is this what, you know, the amount of pressure you're putting on yourself? Is it, is it what you really want? And, you know, perhaps there is a way that is, you know, why don't you just do the traditional way? Why can't you, you know, do the way that everybody else is doing it? And, you know, with, and you will get that. And you will get that from people who are close to you. And you will get that from consultants and people who are far from you. Uh, and it's not necessarily, uh, you know, it's not that they're, you know, it's they're wrong or stuff. The, the reason I decided not to listen and kind of do it my way is because you have a dream, a vision of, you know, creating a great company. And for me, the not listening to others and following my, my passion was what made me, you know, set aside doubts with other people and keep, keep going forward. So I, in terms of an entrepreneur, when you have a vision that's different, it hasn't been done, it's going to be met with skepticism. And you're going to have to have the passion to be strong enough to keep going forward despite people's, uh, you know, you know, not necessarily knowing what you're doing. For sure. Dr. H, I think uh, part of the reason you did things differently and uh, didn't listen to people is because you're from the Bay Area. <laughs> As a, being a Bay Area native, grew up born and raised, I think that's kind of ingrained in everybody uh, when you grow up in this area. Just you gotta you gotta be a little bit different. A little different is cool, right? Yeah, I mean everybody has their own their own way of doing things, and yeah, if you if you know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different results. You know, so if you want a different results, you gotta do things differently. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you that mentioned quote. that passion as well. Um, what was it that really made you want to get into being, you know, to being a dentist? Because obviously there had to be some passion there to keep going through those obstacles that you were facing after you started your own practice, you were having all those challenges. What was it that made you say, I want to be a dentist? You know, a lot of it has to do with my trust in my sister and she was a dentist, uh, 
I, I always liked, I was, I'm a, I have a dynamic personality. I like science. I like, you know, I'd like the idea of owning my own business. I liked, um, the fact that you can control things because of that. So working with patients, helping the community. Um, so there, so there was a, a lot of my sister's influence and, and at some point I rolled the dice. Honestly, I, I said, you know, let's give it a shot. <laughs> you know? and, okay. and I took, I did do uh, some, some uh, research in, in college, but you know, some of it was just taking the risk and seeing if you like the profession. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, you mentioned also travel has played a large part in kind of introducing you to new ideas um, on the mind body connection and being exposed to different cultures, different ideas. I'm a huge fan of travel personally. I, I love it. I find it very restorative, which is probably been one of the biggest challenges of limited travel nowadays is just in some ways your creativity gets limited uh, without being exposed to other things. So can you share a little bit about how the mind body connection in your current business was, was, um, was influenced by those outside factors? Sure. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I, uh, I, tr- I mean, you know, I, I, I was, I lived in a few countries. I've lived in Spain before and I'm, I'm you know, Iranian descent. Um, and so, you know, a lot of uh, my exposure had going up was that they focused on what you put in your body being what is uh, going to help your health. Uh, so, for example, uh, turmeric is something that you, you know, they use a lot in our foods, which is an anti-inflammatory. Um, and, you know, using kind of things like yogurt for probiotics and, and just subtle things that kind of add up to a lot. So I grew up around that. I also was really influenced by Western Price's book. Um, He is a founder of holistic dentistry and in the forties, you know, Western Price traveled all over the world and saw different cultures um, such as the Aborigines, you know, these villages in Switzerland and found that the, the parts that were uh, isolated from Western diets, the parts that were still having a more historically, you know, traditional meals, that means the food that we ate in the 18th, 19th century, uh, those cultures, skulls and mouth and oral health were a lot healthier than the ones from the 20th century with the with the modern nutrition. So I was very influenced by Western Price's book, which showed that the nutrition plays a huge role in the development of your mind and body. And that how the Western introduction of, you know, largely sugar has led to, uh, you know, deformations of people's mouths and decay and all of these problems. So, so those are, those are some things that really influenced me on, um, you know, Getting to the cause, the cause is nutrition, stress. You know, those are the causes of a lot of problems. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, maybe you could speak a little bit to the holistic approach that you're taking. I know that uh, that's kind of a, a different different thing to hear as far as like traditional dentistry. Um, typically, you don't hear like a holistic approach, or, um, you know, 
alternative medicines and things like that when it comes to dentistry. Can you kind of speak to where that kind of came from, those ideas came from, and uh, how that's benefiting your community? Yeah, and maybe also adding to what Alex is saying too, we'd love to hear more about the types of people you serve as well in, in the different locations because Oakland has a very diverse community, right? There's wealthy areas like in Piedmont, and there's not so wealthy areas. So we'd love to hear maybe the mix of the concept, how you're rolling that out, and then who are, who are the communities you're working in? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I call ourselves Holistic Fusion because, you know, first and foremost, we're a dental organization. But uh, holistic dentistry means that, you know, whatever you put in your mouth, and your it affects your body and organs, right? So if you're putting things in your mouth that are, have chemicals that shouldn't be in your body, it is going to leach into your body and hurt it. Uh, so, you know, holistic dentistry tends to frown upon mercury fillings, you know, silver fillings that are out there. They tend to uh, be, you know, stressing the bite and your gums a lot because those are things that are good for your stress as well as your health. And, um, you know, we've been, you know, we call it holistic fusion because we have uh, incorporated some of those into our organization. Um, for example, uh, in 2014, you know, I had a patient who, who, you know, looked like he had enough, lost enough bone in his mouth that he needed dentures. So before seeing him, I was reviewing his x-ray and was trying to prepare myself for this awful conversation I'm supposed to have with him. And, uh, and then I, I went into the room and I looked at him and he smiled and he introduced himself and I took a look and his teeth were uh, black, uh, almost like these apocalypse movies, black, you know, like, like, wow, you know, <laughs> nice. this is a, so, uh, and I, and, you know, I started to do my exam and I, and I found these teeth that supposed I was expecting them to be really loose and ready to come out to be incredibly tight and strong and not needing to be removed. And I had a conversation with him about his teeth and, you know, he explained to me he's an herbalist at Whole Foods and he, he, um, you know, he knew that he needed to lose his teeth, but he's trying to use herbs to, to make his gums healthier. And he was successful in doing that. Um, and he was able to, uh, not get dentures because he literally used herbs to prevent that. And so we got into, you know, one of the things our office does is gotten into the herbal side of things. You know, before there was, you know, prescription medications, people used herbs. You know, they used different different kind of herbs to heal from it. And in the 70s, you know, some of those things kind of got stopped because it was frowned upon. However, these are incredibly effective uh, in helping people's health. So we ended up creating alternative to the chemical mouth rinses on the market uh, called Lesterine and, and uh, Peridex. Is the, we came up with alternative uh, herb, herbal versions of those that, you know, if, you know, you put in your mouth, it's fine for your organs. There's no chemicals in it. It's all from natural ingredients. And we, uh, so it's called Dr. H and Co mouth rinse. And we have it on Amazon. We, it's more of a, it's more of something we've created to, to help patients and consumers understand there's an alternative to chemicals. Awesome. So that, 
Yeah, this is the holistic side. As far as uh, Oakland, yeah, Oakland is a melting pot, right? There is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, baby. And I love, I love Oakland. I know I've been practicing there for a long time, and you know, and always Oakland always has this reputation as a tough city. You know, there's all that stuff in the news, and and there's some truth to that, but there is also a really you know wonderful side to Oakland that people people don't see. Uh, because you know it's not uh, scary, right? It's there are people that are incredibly warm and loyal to the city, and and there's a sense of community. Uh, there there is different social backgrounds. There's a there's a lot of uh, minority groups. Uh, there are people who are working class. There are people who are CEOs, all living within a few miles of each other, and and the neat part of practicing in Oakland is you get to work with and learn from and become friends with uh, really different uh, backgrounds. And and it, I think it helps you become a better person, honestly, because right. then, right. You, you know, you, you see the news and you see both sides of everything and you, you become you become more passionate and understand what people are struggling with. You know? Yeah, so you're in I, Piedmont, I right? That. I'm in Piedmont. Yeah. OK, that's a nice area. Yeah. Well, I practice in Piedmont. Yeah, I practice in Piedmont, which is a nice area. I practice in downtown Oakland as well. Okay. Which is a, which is a nice area as well. Um, so, but but again, every location in Oakland has a very uh, diverse demographic. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is great. I I kind of love that about you know I I I lived for about eight years in Washington D.C., which is very similar to Oakland in many ways, in the sense of the melting pot, pretty small city. Uh, we, we lived in a very diverse community and my wife's from the Bay area. So she's, and she grew up kind of in the East Bay, like in the suburbs. So living in this inner city in many ways was, it was an eye-opening experience. So I'm a huge fan of, of kind of connecting with people on the ground and, and really having the opportunity to do life together. Because I think, like you said, Dr. H, you get a different perspective on what the media says. You get a different perspective on, you know, your own personal beliefs on different people. So I love I love that uh, that approach. Um, so cool cool stuff. Really like that. I also like what you said about uh, creating your own mouthwash, and I think you do your own uh, toothpaste as well. Is that correct? It's in the works. Yeah, we're coming okay. out in the future. Oh, or no, fluoride free toothpaste. Might have dropped that a little early for you. <laughs> <laughs> Letting the not world at all. Out. Not at all. Doctor H. Free advertising coming soon. That's right. Get ready. <laughs> Get ready if it's so, in the world for the so what healthiest is it, toothpaste uh, you've ever seen. Definitely. Dr. H, what is it that's different about your mouthwash? I mean, maybe specifically, like what is it that's so bad about Listerine or some of these others on the market right now that yours is different from and, and how does it benefit people? Yeah, I mean, so one of the first things people have to realize, and it's, it's you know, we've been numb to it, is what you put in your mouth gets into your body, right? So, uh so if you hold something in your mouth, it's being absorbed by your, by the you know the tissues there. And um, so, so if you look at the back of the ingredients of any anything you put in your mouth, you have to be okay that getting into your body. Mm -hmm. And uh, and you know if you, you know there's a lot of uh, chemicals you know people have a hard time pronouncing on the back of some of those mouth rinses, right? And okay. there is a reason for that. They're inexpensive. They may be effective in disinfecting things, but they're not necessarily things you want around your kidneys and your lungs and your organs, right? These are not things that uh, help them out. 
So what the premise of our mouth rinse is, if it's grown in nature, it's going to be more biocompatible with your body and organs. And, uh, you know, we used, uh, we used, you know, natural ingredients. We used best in class ingredients. And, uh, you know, what we found is it's more effective in improving the health of your mouth. Uh, it, than these uh, over-the-counter and prescription mouth rinses. And it is better for your organs. Um, mm. We also put it in a glass jar. And that was something I had to stand firm on because everybody said, well, you know, plastic jars are less expensive. But that plastic leaches, you know, into yeah. the, right. the... Oh, really? Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, when you put it in a glass, it's better. So... You know, and it and it works. When you know, I rinsed my mouth this morning with my mouth rinse, and you know, it smells great. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I actually, well, I wish we could be there to smell it, Doctor. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I think there's definitely some truth into what goes into your mouth goes into your body. Just don't tell my mother that because I'm pretty sure I put some pretty ridiculous things in my mouth as a child, and somehow I survived childhood. So, I guess that's just the price you pay for being the oldest of five kids. You're kind of the guinea pig, but. Um, very very cool story though very cool story definitely yeah i mean every every kid has to learn you know on their own right they see it on their own but uh, as we get older we we, we, you know we appreciate things like that a little more yeah and so you said you have like a massage therapists and acupuncturists and stuff like that those are all part of your practice or are they um you know partners that you work with how does that work does someone come in get to get a cleaning and you can get a massage too yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, so, you know, we, we uh, yeah, they're part of our team, the massage therapists, acupuncturists. Uh, massage therapist seems to be the most popular of our wellness consultants. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, and people, you know, think about massage and they think about, oh, it's a nice, you know, luxury to have. But it is, it does make you reduce stress, right? And um, the amount of stress, especially in the Bay Area, people carry is incredibly high. Uh, people crack their teeth all the times in the Bay Area, crunch and clench and grind their teeth. So massage therapies is just one form of reducing your stress and making yourself feel better. It does release endorphins. It does decrease the tension in your muscles. And if there's less tension in your muscles, then your nerves aren't firing as much. If your nerves aren't firing as much, you're not stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, Acupuncturist, I don't know. Have you guys gone to an acupuncturist before? I have not, but my whole family goes and they swear by it. Like my dad mm-hmm. says he hasn't gotten sick since he's been to an acupuncturist. So apparently there's something there. There's there's a there's a gap between what Western medicine can provide and what people need. And there's there's you know, there's there are things that maybe Eastern medicine are still maybe better suited in treating patients for. You know, I know there's all sorts of stories. Hey, I don't feel good. I went to my doctor and he said there's nothing wrong, right? Uh, well, that's because, um, you know, they haven't been trained yet on certain uh, cues to pick up, which Eastern medicine, because they've you know, practiced for thousands of years, may, may understand how to treat uh, oftentimes. Uh, so what we think with our acupuncturists is like, okay, well, Listen, um, Alex, <laughs> I know you you don't know which acupuncturist to go into. What, what if we give you a complimentary session? Would you go, to, you know, would you try it out? And and then, you know, and perhaps that will, you know, introduce you to a better, not a better, I know I shouldn't use that word, uh, a different way of addressing concerns, you know, 
Okay. I love that. I like that. I mean, that's that's actually how I was introduced to massage therapy. My, um, my chiropractor that I go see every once in a while has, a has a a massage therapist on site and they kind of work together to, to share information and do a treatment plan. So it sounds like very similar approach where it's kind of an integrated approach where, Hey, we got, we can attack, you know, your health from different angles in a positive way. And maybe, you know, like you said, part of it is just the energy and trust of finding someone that you like and working with someone. It may not, you may not be opposed to the idea of acupuncture or massage. You just don't have the energy bandwidth relationship network, whatever that may be. And I think that's like one of the cool things about true entrepreneurs is you guys see a need in the market and you bring it together and you provide value to the community that participates in your product or service. So I think this is just a really cool example of an innovative approach uh, to healthcare. And I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's, yeah, maybe, uh, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. as we get here towards the end, you can give a, uh, give our viewers or listeners um, maybe a couple, maybe one or two pieces of advice if they're looking to get started uh, as a dentist or as an entrepreneur. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, as an entrepreneur, um, the, the advice is, you know, whatever you pick to be an entrepreneur and be passionate about it, because there are days that it's hard. You doubt yourself. It's hard to get up and it's hard to keep going. And if it's only about money, you're not going to get up for that. It's not enough for a motivation. Mm. Uh, so find something that really resonates with you. And um, that would be the main advice I would give. Okay. I love it. Yes. I think the other thing that I'm taking away from this as well, in addition to the passion, which I think is definitely important, is the how, how critical it is to uh, visualize what the future could look like. And the idea of taking an idea, wrapping passion around that and driving it forward in your mind so that, you know, the pieces over time fall into place. And I, I love that quote from you about visualizing the model. I, I'm definitely taking that home. And the idea of that, you know, sometimes your closest friends and even those farther away consultant may doubt and, and push back on you. But at the end of the day, you've got to make your own decision. And if you, you truly believe in what you do, then it's worth the risk. So doc, Dr. H, because we can call you that since we're friends now, we can call you that. Uh, thank you so much for joining our podcast. If people want to learn more about your product or get connected with you about um, the mind-body connection, what's the best way for our listeners to reach out to you? Yeah, I find LinkedIn is the easiest way to reach out. I'm I'm active there, so you know, look up Sepand, S-E-P-A-N-D, last name is Body, H-O-K-M-A-D-A-D-I on LinkedIn, and uh, you can you can ping me there. Uh, and if, you know, I'm interested right now, we're focusing on technology. So if you guys want to learn or work with us on technology, if entrepreneurs want to have questions in healthcare and, and want me to like, let them know what my experience was like, or uh, if you're an employer and you, have, you want your employees to receive our type of care, you know, ping me and, you know, maybe we'll have a conversation. Yeah. Dr. H setting up his episode number two, technology in the dental space. I think, Part two. I think we might have to have you back here. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You know, give me 12 months and we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. H, 
Thank you for your time today. Fascinating conversation. And congratulations on the success of Total Health Dental. Look forward to seeing you uh, out there in the market. Thanks, Pete and Alex. Uh, and thank you guys for bringing attention to entrepreneurs in the Bay Area and sharing their knowledge. Yeah. Thanks, Dr. H. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at KPP Podcast. If you'd like to be on the show or know someone who would make a great guest, feel free to reach out. Hope to see you next time.